You're listening to a podcast of Master Your Finances with me, Kurt Baker, a certified financial planner professional. Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. on 1077thebronc.com. Good morning and welcome back to another edition of Master Your Finances, presented by Certified Wealth Management and Investment. I'm Kurt Baker, a certified financial planner professional located in Princeton, New Jersey. I can be reached through our website, which is www.cwmi.us. Or you can call me directly at 609-716-4700. This week, very pleased to have with us uh, Seth Lefberg, who has worked as a business administrator for Princeton and Rutgers Neurology for the last 15 years. As of January 1st of this year, he has stepped away to focus solely on his own companies, Homestead Medical Experts and Chefs for Seniors. Homestead Medical Experts is a medical legal consulting firm which pairs attorneys working on medical practice and personal injury attorneys with the right medical expert who can help assist in the case. Chefs for Seniors is a national franchise that performs in-home personal chef services that are catered towards seniors and serves Mercer, Middlesex, Monmouth, and Somerset counties right here in New Jersey. So you've got a lot going on, and just before we went on air, you said you've this has been going on for just over the last five years. So you're like you're like on an accelerated path, your friend. So I guess let's. So my understanding is the Homestead Medical thing started first. So I guess what were you doing before all this, and then what you got you started on your first business, and now you're already on your second business. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's start with one at a time. Yes, so sir. what's your kind of give me your background Absolutely. there, if you don't thanks, mind. Thanks for inviting me. Absolutely. Um, sure. So yeah, like I said, my background is in uh, medical management. I started. Uh, I graduated in 2007, 2008 when uh, the recession was first going on. And I oh, had congratulations. To get yeah. And you're still here. Fantastic. Yeah, and it was 13, 14% unemployment. And, uh, you know, I, me and all my friends we were just trying to get a job wherever we could, you know. And uh, I got a job as, as a scheduler at a neurology practice. Okay. Uh, I was one of four people working in a small department. And, uh, you know, a couple of years go by. Um, I'm still working there. And I kind of try to be of service as much as I possibly can to the doctors. And, you know, I guess it, it noticed. Um, and then uh, one thing led to another. You know, I was there for 14 years, kind of made my way through the ranks. Um, last five years, I was the director of operations over there, um, kind of handling, you know, everything from uh, the business to, to hiring doctors, bringing new nurses on, kind of a little bit of everything. Right. Yeah, my understanding is the medical world has a lot of administrative ends. The doctor's not doing 99% doctor work and 1% paperwork it's yeah. like there's a lot of stuff that goes on yeah you're 100 correct about that yeah i mean with us we tried to let the doctors do as much clinical work as possible yeah, that's a good thing right right yeah let's hope for that right let's prevent the burnout as much as possible you know um and administration really does take care of a lot of that stuff and about like i said about five six almost seven years ago uh one of my doctors wanted to get involved in expert witness work you know okay. that was um where he's able to kind of go and work with an attorney on their case and kind of give them expert consultation and an opinion and eventually go to court and do testimony and be deposed on this. Okay. And about seven, eight years ago, we got him started on that. One thing led to another. I was having a conversation with a, a paralegal one time who called looking to hire Dr. Behar for a case. And they said to me, and this is what sparked the whole thing for, for Homestead Medical Experts. They said to me, you don't happen to, to know an orthopedist also, do you? Oh, wow. And I said, you know what I do? It's Dr. Behar's mm. colleague and friend right down the road. And that, that sparked it. That was like, hey, wait, now if I can take a large group of doctors and put them all behind one desk for the attorneys, kind of make it an all-stop, one-stop shop, if you will, for, mm-hmm. for medical expertise, um, then maybe it would be beneficial. Maybe there's a, a value in that. 
And, uh, you know, five years later, here I am. I've got five full-time employees. Um, you know, it took a lot of nights and weekends um, and a lot of good decision-making to try to get to this point, I think. Sure. Um, and a lot of luck. Um, and, yeah, like I said, as of January 1st, I was able to kind of step away and, and focus fully on, on this. And, and chefs were No, that's great. I mean, our, our family has some personal experience with it. My wife had a back injury, and I know, mm -hmm. they, I know she, it, I don't know, it took a couple of years before you decided to go to trial because she didn't really want to, like, do some of this stuff. Mm -hmm. But but all the different people she saw and the referrals, so I know that there was, uh, depending on what was happening with her, you needed, like, a specialist to have a conversation about, like, each specific aspect, and they need other people to kind of check it, right? You want more than one opinion sometimes to 100%. build your case. And um, so, yeah, I've kind of been through that a little bit. Oh, and, and I, you know, if it hadn't been for, like, the attorneys knowing where to find these different people, and some of them weren't even from around here. Right. I mean, some of these experts were, like, from somewhere else. I mean, and I don't I have no idea how they found out about him. Obviously, there you go. the attorney goes, oh, we know this. We found this person that can help, you know, explain this particular situation. And we were like, okay, sounds good to us. I mean. So in our in our business, I mean, that's where we draw the value. I mean, right. you know, an attorney's going to spend two, three, four weeks hitting Google, you know, going through contact lists and really trying to find somebody. And we're going to actually deliver that value. If yeah. we don't have that doctor already in our network, we're going to do the headhunting kind of for It's free. amazing how many specialties there are out there, when you start, especially when you start getting litigation. <laughs> yes. And they can't comment on each other's stuff, right? So, a, right. you know, an attorney's going to want an exact match. I mean, I just had in a case where they had an OBGYN that was performing plastic surgery. And you go, okay. I'm pretty sure that's not the same. It's, it? it's, it's not, but they, they're doing it. They're, they're out there wow, doing it. Wow, that's interesting. It is. And so they asked me, they said, Seth, I would really prefer a direct match on this. I don't want you to just find yeah. a plastic surgeon because they do that. Find me an OBGYN that does that. And so, yeah. Interesting. We, yeah. And we took, we took, it took about two or three weeks. We, we hunt them down and we find that exact match that you're looking for. It's, it's that your case is successful. So you want the judge to say, yep, expert witness. Yeah, yeah, they know exactly what they're saying. <laughs> we agree. We agree, you yeah. We'll, we'll listen to the testimony, right? 100%. I mean, but we're also there to tell the attorneys, too, that there isn't a case. You know, they, they, Right, they, yeah, you don't want to waste your time. Either. Nobody does. 100%, yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. That's fantastic. So essentially, you're working in the field. You saw a need. This, is, this sounds like the American dream, right? You found the need, then you met the need, and, you, and now everybody's a little bit more efficient because now you have a specialization where you're actually matching all that up. So. Yeah. So you, it, yeah, like yeah, I, I agree. Um, you know, spotting the opportunity was right. a big was a big part of this, um, and then just you know, I guess having the willpower. To just so any, go any for it. Well, yeah, because you just mentioned willpower. So any, you know, I'm seeing okay, well, you know, let's just match them up. It's it's more than Google. So I mean, so what were some of the things that you, you maybe you didn't really expect that maybe happened? Because you were in the field already for quite a while, sure. so you kind of seen this flow through like on a different perspective, right? But sure. So you knew a lot of these people, right? Locally, at least. Yeah. Um, I knew a lot of the experts locally. But right. Like you said, I mean, when you start subspecialing, you're talking about very specific doctor. Right. You have to go out of the country. and oh, okay. Or not out of the country, out of the, out of state, I apologize. Right, right. That. And <laughs> to the other sides of the country. And so, um, you know, dealing with different time zones, de right. dealing with different personalities, having them um, trust a small company, you know, from New Jersey um, right. to work with us on that case. Um, you know, that's one of those things that, you know, I had to get used to and, and learn um, how to convince a doctor to, you know, to work with us I mean, right. as a newer company. Um, you know, um, another thing that I, I, you know, early on, I thought, oh, man, I'm brilliant. I came up with this. this You're whole brilliant. I'm brilliant. I came up with this structure, <laughs> this, you know, bring all these pat experts. On the back. All yeah, right, yeah. I pat myself on the back for the first month or two. I'm like, yeah, I came up with this idea. You know, no, nobody else is doing this. And then you find out, yeah, there, there are. Might be, there is somebody else. Yeah, yeah. There are other companies doing this. And um, you're not brilliant. This has been around right. for 30, 40 years. But, you know, look at your competitors. And then I, I started doing so and, and started peeling back the onion and saying, all right, well, 
they've been doing it the same way. Right. So 20, what did you do differently? Sure. Do I you mean, think? What's yeah. your differentiator? You sure, sure, sure. Differentiator. Yeah. I mean, it's our delivery method on how we actually send over the experts. I mean, typically a lot of our competitors typically will just send over the resume of the expert and their okay. rates in an email, two attachments. It's very basic. It's like, hey, review this guy. You think it looks good? What's right. different with our companies, we will send it over as like a website, like a web page, and we'll say, hey, this is your expert. We'll give you a full bio on them, really break down their, their expertise and their subspecialties, give you a profile picture so you know who you're actually looking okay. at. And right there, you're getting an idea of um, how much they cost. And from there, you can actually click accept. It'll generate the invoice. It's a really au nice automated process okay. to kind of give the doctors a little bit more information on who they're actually you know, going to hire. And make it easier to actually hire them, it sounds Yeah. Like. And so the, the, the information's going back and forth a little bit easier. 100%. Like. Yeah. And you're able to kind of, you know, with attorneys, it's very rare that they use one attorney making a decision on right. one expert, you know, with your. Oh, with absolutely. Your That's true. It's usually a team. Correct. So it's, you know, we, we simplify the sharing process for being able to how you share right. this information. So you just send this link over and, and it's, it's simplified the process quite nice. There you go. You made it better. Better, right? Better mousetrap, so to speak? Yeah, a little bit. A little, <laughs> a little bit. bit. Just, yeah. a little, just not to be new. Deli deliver the value. I mean, we also have a great, you know, uh, we have nurses on board that um, help kind of find the doctors, rule them out, conflict of interests, and also okay. make sure that we're on the right path. So we deliver value through our medical expertise. Excellent. Great job, man. Well, fantastic. So you've had that business going on for uh, how many years now? It's going to be five, five years. All right. Yeah. So it sounds like it's growing pretty healthy. And it is. So now you've got contacts all over the place. Sure. So I'm assuming as you go, it just keeps on growing. It does. Yeah. It's going to be worth nice It is. It's word of mouth right now. You know, right. we're not doing too much active, you know, advertising. You know, we're in small ABA, you know, the journals and stuff like that. Right. But a lot of it's word of mouth. And um, yeah, it's grown like that over time. Okay, great. Well, congratulations on that. So you weren't busy enough. <laughs> he said, all right, well, this is, you know, this is a little too easy, you know, dealing with attorneys and medical people. And that's just, those two worlds are just too simple, I guess, mm, right? Mm, <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah, being facetious, right. obviously. Yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so you said, I need, a, I need a new challenge in life. I mean, so this, the, the other business you started is a little different. Mm. I, I, I'm assuming, I, I'm trying to see how this, did, did somebody start delivering food to the office or something? I mean, I mean, where did that trigger you say, oh, gee, I think I'm going to go. Yeah. I'm going to go do something like, to me, it's like a totally different world over there. It is. It is. The, the other business. Yeah. And Chefs for Seniors is, a, is, a, is an interesting story. Um, okay. You know, for the last two and a half years, I've been a caretaker for my father. You know, okay. My father's sick with leukemia, and uh, he was in and out of the hospital for six, seven months, and then he was in um, rehab facilities, and then I eventually took him home, and I took care of him. And, and mm -hmm. while taking care of him for, for six, seven months, eight months, I was realizing the biggest problem I was having was c consistent food. Um, that was the biggest burden for me as a caretaker. I was cleaning him. I was taking care of him. I was feeding, doing the medicine, the whole thing. But cooking was the biggest problem. So then I get on Google and I start searching. You know, there's Meals on Wheels. There's, right. you know, I can hire a part-time aide to come in and cook. And so I did. I hired a part-time aide for a long period of time to come in and cook. It was very expensive. You know, I was probably paying three or $400 a week easy um, mm -hmm. for them to come and cook meals. And um, one day I went away on a business trip in the middle of taking care of my father about a year ago. And at the airport, I bought a magazine, the Entrepreneur Magazine. Uh, good, right. good magazine. Great, great magazine. I love that magazine. I will always be thankful to that magazine yeah. based on this conversation I'm about to tell you. So I'm, in the, uh, I'm on the plane. I'm flipping through my magazine. And there's the hundreds list. You know, they have the top hundred right. this, top hundred that. So I look on this list, and what is there? Top hundred up-and-coming franchises. So I look at there, and number 46 on the list is Chefs for Seniors. And I look into this, and I'm like, 
that sounds oddly familiar for what I'm looking for, what I actually need. Mm-hmm. So almost that's not even a thought of, hmm, I want to buy this franchise. I'm like, hmm, let me look into this, see if they're in, in my area. Right, see if somebody's got one. Yeah, I have a need for it, generally. Right, right. And so after that trip, I come back, I look into it. They're not in my area. Right. And I'm immediately uh, upset by that. So I, I look into, uh, into purchasing them and uh, so you look started the, that process up. Ac- excellent. So you looked at the franchise, so we're going to talk about what happened next uh, right after the break. You're listening to Master Your Finances. We'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Master Your Finances. I am Kurt Baker here with Seth Leftberg. And we're talking about, um, essentially, you started two businesses, right, which is fantastic. So you, you did the first one, which is Homestead Medical Experts, kind of seeing a need in an office, um, talked to a paralegal. She's looking for an expert. You said, hey, maybe somebody can figure this out. So now you've, what you did is you really uh, started matching them locally, and then you automated the process, made it better than it was before. So it makes it easier for people to review with more detailed information, and then they can hire somebody. So you're saving time and for the uh, for the the attorneys and you're saving time for the medical professionals. It makes it it. easier for everybody. It's a win-win deal. Um, And then uh, you got a little bored because it was, was, you got it all set up and it was growing. Um, But not, not really, but what you, so you saw a need for your father. So you're doing a caretaker for your dad. Yes, sir. And of course, uh, uh, you know, the the thing they talk about a lot, of course, is things like caretaker burnout because it's, it's really a big job. People think, Oh yeah, I'm going to go take care of mom or dad. No big deal. You know, it's kind of like, you know, I, might, I quit until they think about, well, I got to let the dog out three times a day and that's it, right? <laughs> no, yeah. no, it's a whole different whole world beast. when you're dealing, um, you know, with a parent or a loved one or whatever the case may be. I mean, you really have to be there for them and kind of meet a lot of these needs that you just never really thought about. And in this case, you noticed that the food aspect was um, becoming a kind of a challenge for you. So you ended up hiring somebody mm-hmm. that was costing you several hundred dollars a week. Yes. And there you are on a, on a plane flight, and, and you know, serendipity happened, right? And yeah. the, 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 the magazine, the magazine get, get, got there, and so you saw the franchise, and it was one of the fastest growing franchises. That usually means that's a pretty good indicator that there's a need out there for something. Yes. And you were just having to be part of that need. Yes. So now you were going to check into this thing, right? When you when you landed a plane, what <laughs> happened next? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, a couple days go by, the magazine's sitting there, it's staring me in the face, <laughs> and going back to what I was talking about. You know, five years ago, being able to point out opportunity, you mm-hmm. know, acknowledge what, you know, if there's something there. Um, and, uh, you know, a couple years ago, I said, listen, if you have the need, there's probably a need in general, right? I'm an average Joe, you know, I feel like. So I sat there and I looked at the magazine and I gave them a call. I called over to them. This, this, is, a, this is a franchise that started, started in Madison, Wisconsin. Started with oh, a... Interesting. Yeah, Wisconsin. real cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Started with a uh, father and his son, Barrett and Nathan Allman, and... Um, you know, they started about four or five years ago cooking for, I think, their grandma and their friends. And they basically said, hey, you guys should start, you know, a business, you mm-hmm. know, about this. And, and you know, fast forward about, you know, five years, four and a half, five years, we've got 50, 50 franchises open. We're the second in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they are fantastic people to be, to work for and to work with. They have a great support team. And um, it, it's fantastic to be a part of a new franchise. Um, a right. lot of people that we go around to and we talk about the product, they're like, oh, we've seen you on TV. We're not on TV yet, but it's a very That's fam- really funny. It is. It's funny. It's a very familiar product. It feels like it should have been around or should right. have been around. You know, it, and it, I have one question that often comes up at this point is like, okay, you do franchise, you do it on your own. So you can tell us what went through your minds. Go, well, I know that I understand what they're doing. Why don't right. I just go do it myself? Yeah. Yeah, very interesting. So there's pros and cons, there right? There is. So what kind of process did you go through to decide franchise or... <laughs> 
Sure. Yeah. It was it was the first five years of my other company. That is, so you learn from experience. Yeah, it's not so easy. Huh? It is not so easy. You're going to sweat. And you're going to sweat hard. And you're going to make sacrifices. Yeah. Relationships, you know, personal other stuff. Um, and I just saw, you know what, look, great great business, great business model, great support. Let's do this turnkey. Right. Um, and let's let's bring it here. And let's, let's you know, use a, uh, a national name and a right. national model. And that's that's really why I opted for that. I, I saw that, you know, it takes a lot of work, you know, yeah. two, three years to really, you know, get, a, get your Yeah, ground. people forget that there's a, there's a lot of infrastructure that goes into place <laughs> in any kind of business, especially start specializing. Yeah. I mean, you got anything from regulatory issues yes. to just, you know, you know, the system process. How do you deliver this thing efficiently? Right. And, of course, name recognition is nice. And, you know, just like with any, um, you know, business, these franchises, you know, it's it's easier to quote run a McDonald's and it is to run just a one standalone restaurant. There's, there's, it's, you know, not, not it's easy, but I mean, they have a lot of the back end structure in place. They do. And they and do a lot of that research for you. Of course, you're paying them for that. You are. Yeah. There's but, royalties. But, and stuff but the that. idea is that the cost of that royalty, if, if it's a good franchise, and I think that's the key mm-hmm. is that you, it sounds like you re, you uh, research them because there's really good franchises and there's yes. not so good because I, I don't Correct. know if people remember Boston market, <laughs> Who really had no qualifying on the on the on the people that were coming in, right. very little, and they would finance everything. Right. So there was like, there, there was just no. It was almost like a house of cards ready to fall. So whenever right. the market swung in the wrong direction for you know a few days, it was like it, it, things started falling the other way. Where other ones really kind of know how to do it. And it sounds like you did some research. So how did you kind of research them out? Because it's a relatively new franchise, right? You have fifty. I mean, that's not big. Yeah, I that's know, I know. Yet. Listen, all of this, all of, you know, <laughs> buying a company, buying a franchise is all risk. It's all part of, you know, taking a chance in general. The research I did on them is that I wasn't the only one throwing in on them. They mm-hmm. were, they got a, um, a large um, investor um, as part of a large, like, 500 startup group okay. out in California. The right. uh, Nathan, the, the, the uh, son, had gone out there and pitched this idea after he had come up with it. Um, as a part of two or three hundred startups, and he was chosen as I think maybe one of the five or six that got picked. Um, and so when I saw that, I said somebody was somebody threw a million dollars at this very early on. Um, okay. And and you know so I threw down with that. It sounds idea. like Shark Tank to me. It does, and it's and, it, and it's, it's but it sounds to me like you know I did a little bit more market research. You know, right. the competitor end of it was the was for me the what threw me over the edge, really. The big thing for them is Meals on Wheels right now. If you want to okay. get, if you if you want cheaper meals, it's Meals on Wheels. And then you know the alternative is you know getting meal delivery services like your Freshly and these Eat Clean Bros and you know. Oh these, right, right, the, like the delivery services. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So these 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 seniors who are 70, 80, 90 years old are going to get a box that's twenty five pounds big with right. You know what I mean? And they have to unload it or put it in the freezer. And so, you know, this model um, works for a lot of different reasons, and that research into my competitors is why that we did why I went in with those guys sure. okay so I guess explain to the way it works because it is different I mean I know they've got various services I mean I know that you've got like the blue apron model where they give you a kit and and you put it together and you got a meal right but you still got to spend an hour or two doing this thing yes. right yes and then I guess you can do like the delivery mm-hmm. but that sounds like it's gonna get expensive right you got yeah. like a grubhub type deal where they're just gonna send the meal when you order <laughs> yeah. right Isn't yeah so I mean we, we I mean people yeah. are gonna be ordering in or like doing the Grubhub or the Uber right. Eats or something like that. Yeah. Or they're going to be doing, like, you know, the meal delivery things. We, When you deliver those things, you don't know when they're cooked. Maybe they were cooked that day. You right. Hope. Maybe right. they're cooked the day before. Right. Um, they're not customizable. So if you don't like garlic because it gives you heartburn, you can't gotcha. take that out. Okay. 
if you want the string beans instead of Brussels sprouts, you can't you can't make those customizations. So that's where we kind of you kind of fit in the middle there. We we kind of yeah we fit right <laughs> in the middle. I mean, so instead of delivering the food, we deliver the chef. I mean, that's what I like to say. And, and people usually go, okay. oh, and their eyes perk up and they go, okay, so so tell me a little bit more about that. So what we do is you know we we supply a menu each week to our to our clients and uh, they pick four items from it each week. Um, right before I come to their home, I'm going to pick up enough groceries at the grocery store, fresh produce, fresh meat, enough to cook about two to three servings of each of those four items that they chose. So basically, I'll be mm-hmm. there for about two hours. I'll bring my chef kit. I bring the groceries. In my chef kit, I've got pots and pans and knives. People don't really need anything other than a clean oven and some burners. Oh, and so you bring all the utensils everything, and everything? Everything. Wow, so no cleanup for them either. Correct. We're going to nice. clean up too. We're going to take the garbage wow. out, the whole thing. Yeah. And after about two hours, <laughs> you're going to Come by get... my house? Yeah. Listen. <laughs> that sounds good. Absolutely. We'll do. We'll do. On me. Um, yeah. And after about two hours, we got right. about 10 to 12 servings all ready for you in little Tupperware. You know, with the full protein, carb, and a, and a vegetable. Right. Um, we label it. We give you reheating instructions. We clean up. We right. usually take, if it's a senior, we take the very older person that can't order online. We take their order for the next service that will be back in a week from now. Okay. And then we'll, we'll just show up a week from then, um, have their groceries ready, and just do the whole thing on repeat. Because I know a lot of people, just from a planner standpoint, most people want to age in place. They want to live at home as long as they possibly yeah. can. Heck so yeah. as long as they're healthy enough to kind of take care of themselves, they may not necessarily want to cook meals. I mean, what if there's this two, you know, husband and wife and one cooked and the other one passes away? Yeah. And the one passes away, wow. they cooked. Right. Funny then you got that. the non. Then you yeah, got the non cooker. It's like um, they're not necessarily going to eat healthy because they never really prepared food for themselves. Yesterday, I just went on a consult, and the guy had lost his his wife about a year ago. Right. For the last year, he has been eating out. I, I said to him, I said, "What's in your house? Well, you have salt and pepper. I don't even have salt and pepper. <laughs> the I, open. He's got he's <laughs> got ketchup and a half a thing of milk. I'm sure. You know, it's just and this is kind of yeah. you know who we're helping. Right. I, I say to you know the people that I'm talking to, I say half of our clients need us, and half of our clients want us. Right. You know, half of them need us for illnesses. They can't cook anymore. And half people just are tired of cooking. They don't want to do it anymore. You know. So that I assuming the price point is between the two or the three or four hundred dollars you were paying and, and, you know, and just ordering a kit. Yeah. So. Yeah. So but you're still saving. It sounds like you're going to save money overall. Oh, absolutely. Because, I I mean, think... so you say you tell me I'm going to bring a chef into my house. Yeah. I'm thinking like the ones that come in and do the parties. And yeah. They, they, I mean, you're talking a lot of money when you're bringing much, a specialized chef. Correct, correct. Yeah, so, so so typically when I'm talking to people about this, they're saying, honey, I can't afford this. This sounds right. like three or $400. Yeah. And then I say to them, no, it's $140. And they said, Ex- excuse me, it's $140 to have a professional chef come and buy my groceries and, and cook for me. And I said, yeah, that, that's it. Flat cost, $140. And they said, what are, what are the charges? And it's your groceries. Your groceries is the only other charge. And so, right. so most of the time I can buy a week's worth of groceries for $35. And yeah. that's the other time I get like a very oddball face. Like I buy groceries for myself every week. It's $100. Right. And so I say, no, I can do it for $35, $40 every week. I right. have relationships with the butchers. I have very smart, intelligent ways to, to buy the food. So we okay. don't have any wastage. All the food we bring is going to get created actually into plates. Um, and while we're there, we're going to actually serve you a fresh plate of food on a, you know, at the table. Excellent. Um, so if we come for lunch and you want, you know, balsamic salmon, we happen to be cooking that for you and you want it right now, we'll plate it up for you and serve it for you. Oh, so there's a little bit of economy of, of scale and system there going on. It right? is, Cause, yeah. Because you know the the sources and so mm-hmm. forth. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we're, trying to, we're trying to get our produce and everything else from uh, brick and mortar as much as, as right. possible. We won't go to like a farmer's market or anything like that. So stop at shop, shop and write, shop rights, your, your Whole Foods and stuff like that. So. We, we source our food um, from places that we know of and uh, and that they, they know of because they're going to be getting that uh, receipt that they have to pay for. Yeah. 
Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. Okay. It works out. All right. So uh, you're going to have And we will come cook for you. You will? Yes. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. All right. It's on me. That'd be great. Excellent. All right. You're listening to Master Your Finances. Uh, we'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Master Your Finances. I'm Kurt Baker, a certified financial planner professional here with Seth Lefberg. And uh, just pretty awesome guy here. And you started uh, two businesses. And during the break, you mentioned that, I guess, maybe I misunderstood this a little bit, but the Homestead Medical Experts, you started that several years ago, about five years ago, right? Yep. But you didn't leave your full-time job until less than two months ago. You got it. So, yeah, explain it. Because I think a lot of people don't understand. They think, oh, if you're going to start a business... You got to like. You do have to be careful, like your reserves. You got to save a little money, mm-hmm. be ready to go. But they think, oh, I got to go start and go out and, and just forget yeah. the job, and and then you know my family is going to kill me because I'm not feeding them anymore. <laughs> things like that, right? And you know, yeah, and stuff like that. So, um, but there are the way most of them are done. Can you kind of explain how you went through that process sure. so you you didn't like ruin your whole life? So to speak, <laughs> ruin this? your career in the process <laughs> because it, yeah. it is very stressful to start a business. Some people don't realize they underestimate the stress that's involved. Oh my goodness, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I always believed in taking risk, but mitigated risk. You right. know, um, so starting a company while also having a full time job seemed like an easy risk. I right. mean, what am I risking? It's my spare time, my nights right. and weekends at worst. And so, yeah, I mean, I started this basically saying. I'm going to try this out. Um, we'll see what it looks like in a few years. The goal is hopefully to step away, mm-hmm. but let's let's see what happens. And um, yeah, um, because you had, you, I mean, I'm, I'm just thinking out loud. Sure, because sure, sure. you, I mean, you're talking to attorneys and doctors who are probably not going to be there at nine o'clock at night. So <laughs> maybe, right. well, actually, I know some attorneys who are there at nine o'clock at night. So, um, but it, 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 you know, at least the people you're usually talking to. So, I mean, we're using email. I mean, how do you communicate sure. with all these people? Because they're going to want to talk to you, right, yeah. at some point. But you're also going to have a full-time job. So sometimes yeah. how do you balance that without upsetting your current employer? Because they yeah. want you to do your, your job I there guess. too, right? Yes, 100%. So, so you want to make sure you're doing both. <laughs> so how did you balance all of that, I yeah. guess is my question. The first year um, was super difficult. I mean, it was. I, I, had a final, I found a few loyal cu- customers that were okay with me doing the emails basically between 5 and, you know, 12 o'clock at night, they would right. wake up, get their emails. Because the these you was, knew, right? So these are people you These are attorneys knew. that I were working with right. pretty regularly. So you kind of knew them already Correct. a little bit. Right? These so were not brand new clients, you right. know. So they, they already knew me. They knew that they were kind of getting into. They knew that I was going to be doing the headhunting at nights and weekends right. um, and getting in touch with them. And after a year, I realized, okay, work is picking up. I need some help. Right. And, okay, good. Right. Um, and that's when I hired my first full-time employee after one year. Um, so she come into the office with you every day? So I, <laughs> yeah, right. So that would be weird, right? A neurology practice. No, I had to. I had to open an office. I had to okay. get an office. I got cool. a little, little Regis space originally, and um, yeah, those are great for that kind oh of thing. Oh my god, fantastic! Yeah. Right. So I get a full time employee, put her in there, and oh wait, now I got daytime hours suddenly, right? Right. Um, so things started changing okay. from that point. So uh, that pretty quickly then. Right. That's great. After a year, I realized, like you said, hey, these. People need to talk to you during the day, right. and my God, you know, my and they're my, always very busy. So you got that couple minutes. You better, you better grab it. Yeah, there's a five minute window. They're calling yeah, you, and you're exactly. looking at the phone, and yeah. you got your boss in front of you, and you're making that decision, right. and, and you have to let it go to voicemail. I'm sitting here, I'm being paid for the, by these. Doctors. Yeah, the judge is waiting for them, or they're, <laughs> or they're between operations, or I mean, I know these people. I deal with a lot of these you, people, so they are really booked. Yes, they're your book big time. And so once I realized <laughs> that, like this com- this company relies on being available at those moments, right. I had you know, I had to invest in bringing new people on. Um, right. So I brought in originally uh, one one case manager that mm-hmm. two. So was that a little scary. We started hiring people. Oh my so god! I, how was that first hire process? That's usually <laughs> the scariest one. 
They're all scared. No, yeah, so, uh, well, but I mean, you know, yeah, no, 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 the no, first one, yeah, you're like, yes, okay, yes, now yes. she's going to rely on me. Yeah. And I'm kind of like, okay, I better I better really do the yeah. job here, right? Yeah, it, it, the <laughs> level of responsibility that kicks in when you're actually um, an employer is, is right. it's, it's the level of stress and anxiety, which I'm sure we'll talk about. The, uh, it's, it's, it's intense, and mm-hmm. you have to mitigate that. And um, it, it was difficult. I mean, so were you it, careful screening this first person, I'm I, assuming? Or I, did you know this person somehow? No. I, how did you I, meet the first person? <laughs> Listen, I, I made some amateur mistakes in the beginning, for sure. I mean, like okay. the first hire well, we did not work. Us. Yeah, I mean, the first hire did not work out great, and eventually found. The, so, what uh, do you think your mistake was with the first one? Uh, you you got the screening process. I mean, right. you really have to, you know, you have to engage them, ask them questions, find out how well they do under pressure. You know, I mean, right. These there's interview questions for a reason. Um, Correct. And so, you know, you got to really dig in a bit, and so. I, that was a big learning process for me. Right. Yeah, every um, business has a kind of a personality, and that's what I've found is you got to make sure. I mean, the thing I hear over and over from employers is if the personality has to fit, you can always teach stuff. Yes. Yeah, 100%. But, but, but the, they've got to blend with the, with the culture of whatever business it is. And if they blend in, pretty much everybody can be taught. I mean, unless you're talking about a neurosurgeon yes. or something. I mean, <laughs> they, there's a little, you know, that's a little, but, but most yeah. business processes can be taught. It's, if, uh, I agree. If you have a, a, you know, a willing employee, an eager employee with the right attitude, they'll learn it. It's the right attitude, which is, I think you're 100% correct, especially in a small business when you've got a team of four or five. You're all throwing down with each other, you right? Know? And so you all are very. It's a very intimate, you know, business relationship. Correct. Right? So you got to all be on the same page, you know, personality-wise. Um, yeah. 100%. Okay. Yeah. So then you add it up, and you got now you got what? You said four or five employees or something like five that. Five employees. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you probably moved out of Regis by now. Yes, 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 exactly. <laughs> it's gonna look a little expensive. If it does, uh, <laughs> it certainly does. But it's you know, it's a glorified closet over there. Yeah, but yeah, uh, it's, it's nice. It's, it's good. Yeah, it's not bad. And uh, yeah, we're looking to expand hopefully to to ten people in a year from now. I mean, we're gonna be doing a lot of aggressive uh, marketing. I hired a mm-hmm. um, a director of client relations whose uh, sole purpose is to help me get out there and then spread the. So word. They recognize the promotional end. In fact, I've seen some attorneys that hire people like that. So yes. I think a lot of businesses are understanding how you have to constantly promote. promote promote and have yes. a system in place to do that mm-hmm. and now that you're running multiple businesses you're like look this is really an expense that you have to kind of figure it and stick it in there somewhere you because do. because longevity and consistency relies on it so now you got one business going yep but now you're doing the same idea with it how long have you had the franchise now so sure. this is relatively new correct? it is yeah so the franchise i opened in august um of this okay. past year august okay. 2019 yeah not quite a year yet not a, no 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 we're, we're coming up on it so you might, you're probably more involved in the day-to-day of this one the new yeah one. Right, because yeah, the other I, one's kind of been set up. You got the structure in place, and they correct. do a lot of that. They know what to do, right? So, so. right. So, um, originally, Chefs for Seniors, I went into this with a partner. Okay. Um, oh, interesting. So, it, yeah, I mean, listen, she's a sweet lady. Actually, funny enough, the lady I hired as a part-time aide for my father, who was cooking for him. Oh, the so aid. when I there discovered this idea, I was talking to her about it. She goes, "This is a wonderful idea." Right. And, and so one thing led to another, and I said, "Would you be interested in doing this with me?" And so the the goal was always for me not to be on the ground floor doing the day to day as much. I mean. And so what happened was, you know, about two months into this, um, her husband got a promotion and had to move over to Idaho. And that she, makes it much more difficult. Hey, now. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> and so she's tried to stay for two months. She yeah, tried to stick it out, hard. but love prevails, you know. And so yeah. she had said, Seth, listen, I apologize. I feel so bad, but I, I got to go to my husband. I said, yeah. of course. Well, yeah, I get that part. Yeah, I do, too. <laughs> I do, too. And so, you know, it's been uh, about two or three months. And so I'm actually, you know. Um, looking to, to and it's all you, right? it's all, it's all me, but I'm looking to, I have a lot of great chefs that work for me. That's great. Um, a lot that are looking to pick up. So the franchise work. help you with the chefs or how did you find the chefs? Sure. So go around all, I mean, that's, a, I mean, that's an expertise. That's, that's and, definitely, and I'm expertise. not a chef, right? Yeah. So, you know, I didn't know that, but okay. <laughs> right, but, but you saw my, uh, my dossier here. So, 
Um, yeah, not not a chef, yeah. and uh, even though I did cook for <laughs> for Stewart's root beer back in the day, I'm certainly not a hey, cook. I can but flip a hard burger. I can flip, I can, I can, I can flip yeah, that burger. I can roll that hot dog. Not you, <laughs> you, you don't worry. Dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, they give you some they give you some guidance on what you should be looking for as okay. far as, but they don't they don't do it. They I mean, there's a spot of on their website for chefs to apply if they just happen to get to that spot. But it's really okay. up to you to, to place that ad. So how did you? Oh, you placed an ad? Yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, I went to like Indeed. You know, I placed an okay. ad on a deed. You target it in that area. You say, hey, I'm looking for chefs in that area. And you start, right. you know, reviewing their resumes. I'm looking for people that have 5, 10, 15 years experience as a chef. Really? Yeah, I'm looking for people who have current jobs that aren't looking for full-time jobs that like to do this as a part-time oh, gig. Oh, so if I'm working at, you know, down the street at the restaurant, I could come and do Because now I can do this at night or something. Right? Yes. Or, or, am I, or maybe in the morning, maybe if I work. Yeah, but yeah, I was just going to flip it, right? Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. probably working nights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in exactly. the morning, you know, you got a good chef. They're probably not doing the morning gig right 100 percent, right so we have a lot of chefs that are working the friday saturday sunday shifts interesting and they have monday tuesday wednesday thursday open i mean most of our right. working hours are 11 to 6 p.m and okay. so almost very much like uber you know these are people that can jump uh, in jump out almost like the skills so they have a skill set yeah. and they're able to very tell me yeah. yeah very important one they're able to tell me hey i have mondays and thursdays at this time available every right. week for you and i'm able to go and book slots you know and, and get them get that's them amazing yeah i mean it's 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 a beautiful service. It's it's nice. So you might be getting seasons fifty two. You don't even realize it. This this is what I'm kind of mentioning to my to, my, to the, some of my people. I mean, I have one chef that's been on Top Chef. Yeah, um, really. Yeah, I mean, wow. these, these people come to me. I mean, we're in we're in the hub. New Jersey's the yeah, hub for, lot, for great food, and you're getting a lot of good food here. A, and a lot of great talent, and there's a lot of great cooks. And so you know, you don't know who's coming through your door. I know who's coming through your door, and so they're great chefs. They're background right. checked. I mean, I know their driving record going back to this. They're seventeen. Okay. So these are people that are. Um, not only safe, but really qualified uh, to come in and cook. Yeah, it's really nice. That's a, that's wow. This is fantastic. Yeah. So um, so now you got all your chefs and everything. So now you roll it out and you got these people that you've been dealing with. Mm -hmm. So what's been some of the initial responses? Um, it's been fantastic. I got to tell you. Huh? I mean, it, it, it's making me sleep better at night knowing that. I mean, I'm serious that we're helping. You right. know, in a real way. Um, yeah. You know, like I said, I was a practice administrator for 14 years, and I sat behind the desk, and right. we did no clinical care. I mean, some of the stuff I did had a dramatic impact on the patients' lives, but right. this, doing what I'm doing now, cooking, seeing their faces, improving their lives, helping people either lose weight or gain weight, working right. towards their, their goals. Right, right. This is nice. I mean, this is really what it's all about. Absolutely. Me. Okay. We're going to talk more. We come right back. Uh, you're listening to Master Your Finances. We'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Master Your Finance. I'm Kurt Baker here with uh, Seth Lefberg, and we're talking about this great business you have here, Chefs for Seniors, where they come in, and much to my uh, pleasant surprise, it's all the local. We have really good chefs around here, so they've got an extra little gig, so you might, you're going to get a high-quality chef. Um, and so I, I guess I'm picturing this in my head, right, mm -hmm. um, is that, okay, the person's coming in, so I'm thinking two things, right? I'm mm -hmm. thinking, one, they've got to be able to cook good food, obviously, and yeah. two... You know, if they're coming in for two hours of cooking in my kitchen, I want my loved one to be, I don't know if I want the right word, entertained or at least have a good experience. So you can't have like a curmudgeon back there like, well, I'm, I'm not going to cook for my potatoes, right? You, you, yeah. they need to have a, there's got to be a little bit of both, right? Yeah, you picked up on that. And that's a, it's a really good <laughs> that's point. What I, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You picked up on something that was really important. Um, so how did that go as far as that initial <laughs> process? Uh, so, yeah, I mean, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, so definitely. I mean, our chefs are... Half of there is for cooking and half of it's for companionship almost. Right. You know, I mean, some of these seniors are only seeing, you know, one or two people during that week. Some of them are homebound. Some of them are sick. So, yeah, I mean, it's you need to be a conversationalist. Um, you need to have a personality. You need to be able to not put on a show necessarily. But, you know, you're cooking, you're entertaining, you're right. having them taste things, you're engaging. 
the senior. And um, yeah, I mean, in the beginning, um, I think I was probably focusing a lot more on on the personality. Oh, is that right? Um, Interesting. Yeah, in, yeah, yeah. I would have thought somebody would have focused more on the cooking, but well, you, 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 you well, actually knew that part. Go, go, go figure. <laughs> a guy with business background with no cooking <laughs> wouldn't focus on the cooking so much. So, yeah, I mean, I was having these people cook for me, yeah. and I was tasting their food, and I was having other people come over during the, during the demos and checking them out. But I was finding, you know, as I was interviewing chefs, yeah, a lot of them are curmudgeons. You know, they're not right. people, you know. Uh, it be a little bit, a little, somewhat of a they, they, well, yeah. kind of, yeah, but they're in yeah. the back for the most part. That's what they're I mean. Not, I'm thinking, you know, the kid, the, a lot of the chefs, you never see them. Yeah, you know, yeah. and some of them have interesting personalities. I'm um, sure. Right? <laughs> so, you know, weeding that out was uh, was difficult. I mean, I think in the beginning, my biggest problem with Chefs for Seniors was hiring people who had good personalities. And right. Were, de- were, good, were good cooks, but not amazing cooks. Right. You know, and so that was the learning curve for me. I think after a month or two, I realized, all right, let me, let me. Let so you're getting back feedback from the clients. Yes. So because, I mean, you know, obviously you're going to want to know what they're thinking. Otherwise, yes. they're going to leave you and badmouth you and you're never going to know why, right? So, you yeah. gotta, you, so is there a process in place for that? They, there is. Yeah. 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 I mean, so typically after a first and second service, you know, in the beginning, I'm, I'm contacting them at the day after okay. the service. How, how was everything? Did right. we buy all the right groceries? Did we buy something we weren't supposed to? Mm-hmm. You know, and if it didn't go smashingly, yeah, we're going to not charge as much or deduct money from right. the grocery bill and so on and so forth. But we also want feedback at that point, too. Right. Chef was fantastic, was engaging, loved the food. That's what I want to hear. Yeah, of course. You know, in the beginning, though, you know, you could hear things. Uh, they cook too much food, or you know, I didn't love, I didn't love the taste right. as much. And that's the feedback that you want to be able to give the chefs and say, "Hey, look, you need to improve yeah. this for that second time." Yeah, because some people are, have preferences. Like, like I like my food like really spicier. I don't yes. like my food spicier. Yes. I like my food this way or that way. I mean, because everybody has a little bit of a different. They do. They palette, do. It, right. Right. Yeah. They do. But you know what? They we should know that even before we cook okay. the first time. Why? You do. Okay. Because we part of the consultation process is we do a food questionnaire. You do. And it's about four pages long. Really? Yeah. It's probably the funnest part of my consultation process because I really get to know a client's taste buds and kind of like why they don't. They'll be like, "Oh yeah, honey, I haven't had nuts since Hawaii. I went to a trip in 1975 and I realized <laughs> that I was allergic." It's like, yeah, we're getting to know each other now. Yeah. Um. And so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna know if you love something, like it, okay. you want to try if you hate it right if right. you hate something you put no mushrooms if i cook you mushrooms it's not going to be an excuse really for me at that point right okay. so the feedback Good. should be more of the lines of hey the pasta was al dante i prefer it a little more well done or a little right. more heavy on the garlic those are like feedbacks that i okay. typically am looking for um but yeah in the beginning, and so you track that and so when the chef comes back the next time we want it to be 100 percent they're gonna they're gonna be like oh great right? yeah because you know the, the catch is or not the catch that the whole model is based on we there's no contracts there's right. no subs- it's not a subscription you, you know we're hoping that we do fantastic service and we're going to show up the next week the same way so they um, order it one week at a time or, or is that the way it works yeah yeah okay. yeah yeah so so basically you know every week that we show up at around the same time with the mm. same chef uh, you know say it's 11 or four o'clock same chef every week um with your groceries ready to cook um Whenever you have a vacation, we can just move it to the following week. Okay. If you have a heavy doctor's appointment, the same thing, family emergency, things come up. We get it. We just reschedule to the next week or to another day. Got so, it. you know, yeah. and that's the way it works. I mean, the, the only thing is, is that we ask people to allow us to come two times. And just for the reason that we're kind of talking about. The first time, it's going to be perfect. I know it. But if it's not, <laughs> <laughs> but if it's not, yeah. give me some feedback. Let me know. Right, right, like, tell, right. tell me what we try what, again. Right. Yeah. Let me that in that for that second time. And if it's not perfect on that right. second time tell me to bugger off right literally tell me to get out of the house right. you know, yeah, and never come go. back and that's that's not been the case um and so i'm very happy with what we're doing you know excellent so now you're running two businesses which um i know especially in the areas you're working in because you're working with people that are older mm-hmm. um 
and I, I know sometimes you know they may Difficult. pass on, or they might be sick, yes. or they might be. I mean, there's all kinds of yes. things. There's a lot of stress involved in that. Yes. You might develop a relationship with them, and then something happens. Yes, Hopefully, they get better mm-hmm. because some of these are for short periods of time. I'm assuming, yes. and some are for longer exactly. periods mm-hmm. of time, right? Yep. So if somebody's in the hospital, they're recovering for a few weeks. They yeah. come out for a few weeks. Yeah. If they're at a stage in life where maybe they're not really ever going to cook for themselves again, but they still want to stay in home, right? That's a whole other scenario, right? 100%. Yeah. I mean, right. we're cooking for people in all different types of their lives. I mean, I right. said, like I was saying, I mean, half the people want us, half the people need us. Right. So these are people that are want to stay independent living as long as they possibly mm-hmm. can, staying at home. These are people coming out of surgeries that can't stand right. on their feet for maybe two or three months, cooking for themselves, right. coming out of a rehab. Um, these are people, laser, maybe we're cooking for caretakers who are taking care of sick people or we're cooking for the sick individuals as well. Um, so, And then this, we're just cooking maybe some for active seniors who are still working or even that are just have an active lifestyle. They would prefer us to come in and cook their week's worth of meals while they're out of tennis or golf. Um, we can do that too. We, oh, have our, we have clients that are like, Here, here's my garage code. Here's the code to get in. <laughs> Literally go in, cook my food. I want to come home and have everything ready for me. And we do that too. Um, oh, that sounds nice. It sounds fantastic. So, uh, <laughs> I wish I could have it myself right now. But it's, uh, you we're order trying. your own service now? <laughs> I'm hoping. going to be a client in? <laughs> I think that I'm just too busy to have them do it. But yeah, There so you go. That's it. funny. So so what do you do? Now, you got two businesses running. Yep. So the other side of business is you got to do stress management. you got to balance your life. Yes, so sir. what are some things that you do personally to kind of balance this all out? Because now you're running two businesses. One's a startup. One's a little more in place. Yep. But you got to live too, right? Yeah. So, so give me some, give us some ideas on things that you do personally to level to, this thing out to, for your love. To, level to, up, to yeah. make sure that you're setting your priorities. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, that was one of the things that I, I that was a big learning curve was learning to take time away from right. these business. I mean, especially when I was working a full-time job and doing this nights and weekends, right. you literally have to schedule time to take time off. I mean, you have to Agreed. relax. You have to schedule yourself relaxation time. If you don't do it, Right. Um, you never will. Um, so, True. you know, there's a lot of stuff I do. I, I'm, I'm an active guy. I, like to, I try to try to get in the gym once or t- twice, three times a week okay. at minimum. Um, a big thing for me, I mean, about a year and a half ago, my brother introduced me into Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu? What's the, what is Brazilian? Is Brazilian, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. nuts involved somehow? <laughs> Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. We say it's that's the art. Ju- we say it's the art of folding clothing while people are still in it. That's oh, it's, it's 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 art of folding. That's pretty. It's yeah. Uh, all right, I got a visual. Yeah, you got a visual. Yeah. So I mean, basically, me. it's it's wrestling with chokes and submissions oh, okay. and all that fun stuff. And it's it's just a great fun stuff. Way. It's, it's just an absolute great way to. And to, what do you do for a job again? <laughs> all right. Okay. That's yeah. Right. So you know. Um, but I got to say, uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu has been a fantastic way to to step out right. of what I'm currently doing. Focus on what. How the long teacher, have you been doing that? That's an interesting. Uh, right. I mean, I've heard of martial arts and all that, but I've never heard of that specific one. Sure. Yeah, Jiu-Jitsu. I've been doing it for about a year and a half. Uh, okay. I made my way to a blue belt. I, I go to uh, Gracie Baja over here in uh, Princeton and North Princeton. Mm-hmm. I have two schools that are absolutely. So you just fantastic. Decide, let, me go t- let me go try this. Yeah. Let me go I hit mean, something. I need, opened, to go, I need to go hit listen, something. Listen, I I gotta hit something. <laughs> you know what? Um, there's something to that for sure. <laughs> And my um, daughter says that all the time. We, yeah. we do boxing in the morning. She goes, yeah, I got to go hit yeah. something today. I go, okay. Yeah, yeah. Since <laughs> I started doing Muay Thai too, yeah, it's definitely fun to hit things. But um, there's something to listening to a coach break down the process uh-huh. on a step here. Step one, step two, step three, step four. Me focusing on that right. for an hour straight is almost meditation. It yeah. is mindfulness. It's stepping away. It's allowing my mind to calm down a bit. Um, the buzzing, you right. know. And then when I after I leave there, I go home and I eat. And I go to attack my business again. You right. know, when you sit down at the computer, you have a clean head. You Correct. have a fresh mind, uh, a new vigor, 
And it does not happen at nine o'clock at night unless I get there. Right. You know, at nine o'clock I sit down after a long day and I haven't been to the gym or if I haven't been to jujitsu, um, I am not energized. My mind is cloudy and uh, I can't seem to get anything done at nine, 10 o'clock. It, at and night. I, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> I mean, I do the same thing in the morning. My, my morning routine is, is like that. And it's like, if I don't do it and I miss it, I, I truly miss it. Yes. Like I genuinely mean, miss it. If you, if you, if that, it's an hour workout. So if I don't work out. You, you really miss it. Yeah. And you because can, you don't, perf- I don't, I feel I don't perform as well during the day mm-hmm. yeah. because I haven't got the blood flow and I haven't got my mind, as you said, clear the mind, yeah. kind of allow it to do something completely different yes. and focus on something totally different. And then, and you're really better off and you think better. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we really do. You're clearer in thinking, yeah, you make better all... decisions. And, and sometimes people think you need to work 24 <laughs> seven. Right. You're, and you're not, you're not as efficient. You're no. not getting as much work done as you think you are. No, it's not effective work. Yeah. You're not, it's not so you got to stop. So if you're getting tired, I mean, I, you got to really. But there's there's stops and there's stops, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, walking on the treadmill, still thinking about work, is not stopping. No, right. Okay. Right. I mean, it is literally stopping that mind process. You got to do something else. Separate it 30, yep. 40, 50 minutes. You have to do something else. I, I mean, agree. if you think that you're going to, I mean, we've all been there where you're reading a book and personal life starts slipping <laughs> in, or you start reading a business book and you start thinking about business. Right. You got to separate it. It's, you know, whether that's walking on the beach with your dog and focusing on your dog and what they're doing. I mean, literally right. separate. And then, you know, that has been something that, uh, was learned in this yeah. past five or six years. It's an important thing. It's a very important thing, especially while I was caretaking for my father. Um, if I didn't step away for a half hour each day to, to focus on some either breathing exercise, yoga, right. exercise. I mean, and you take care of your father better when you're able to take that time away. You're a more patient right? person. You're, right? You're you a calmer. Back. Yeah, yeah, 100%. You're a calmer human being. I mean, you, you, like you said before, there's a big burnout in caretaking. There is a huge burnout. Huge, and yeah. He, more, I think that that time in my life probably taught me more than anything. You need you need to exercise. You need to yeah. separate yourself for 30, 40 minutes so that you can get your head right. I yeah. Mean, uh, no, it's absolutely thing. amazing. Well, Seth, I really appreciate you coming on. You've been doing a lot. You're a young guy. So I know we're going to even be hearing more about you. So um, you've been listening to Master Your Finances. I've been here with Seth Lefberg and uh, his two amazing businesses, Homestead Medical Experts, as well as Chefs for Seniors. And you can reach us by going to uh, cwmi.us. And you can also listen to the podcast by going to masteryourfinances.us. And remember that together we can master your finances so you can enjoy financial peace of mind.